0: book of Samuel, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Thank you. Can you hear me? So the Lord calls Samuel. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see And Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I think I should be all go now. Yeah. Just a moment of silence. listening. It's a word that we hear banded around, isn't it? Listen to me. You aren't listening. If only you'd listen, you'd understand more. I've certainly heard that in my life. I want to bring along today, this is a model of the anatomy of the ear we live in a world full of vibrations and sounds and noises that enter through our ear and through a complexity of delicate organs and processes we learn to hear and interpret our world and certainly those of us with hearing deficit we certainly know how troublesome it is when this is not working well thank you (laughs) In the same way, a quiet, listening, discerning, softened heart, leaning toward God, led by the Holy Spirit, instructs us and teaches us how to listen to God. If if you like, the ear of the soul. Now, the heart of prayer is conversation with God. I'm going to ask for the first illustration to come up, if possible. You might struggle with the lights on it. I don't know whether we can see that. Sometimes, as we turn to prayer, we can be very fervent. And our fervor is not wrong, but it can tend to lead us to kind of speak at God, and rather throw everything at God instead of entering into a sharing conversational prayer with God. So if we could have illustration two. Prayer is a conversation with God. We've been reflecting on how to pray. Our adoration, our praise, our coming into the place of forgiveness, our petitioning God, asking God for the things that we need Are contemplating God and are staying in the place of unanswered prayer but what's still missing in this conversational prayer life it's that listening to God to be like Jesus is to move in a rhythm of withdrawal and involvement listening to God in the midst of everyday life work and our marketplace knowing how and when to withdraw not because we're avoiding life and rather missing the things that are coming towards us, but to give times of undivided attention to God. Because guess what? God wants us to know him. Funny that. God wants a relationship, desires for us to know his heart, desires for us to know how to be, how to do, how to pray, desires us to know his heart and compassion for the whole of creation his heart to loosen the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to release the oppressed, to bring food to the hungry, and to provide shelter to those who are without shelter. This is God's heart, and he longs for us to know him in prayer. Now, back to our model of the ear. I'm very aware with a hearing deficiency that I have to put a huge amount of effort into listening and hearing and interpreting. And there are some environments like this that are challenging me quite a lot. In the same way, we are called, if we are to live the life of Jesus, we are called to put the effort into listening to God. It's part of what we do as we live that life of Jesus, we are being invited into a much deeper intimacy with God. Richard Rohr writes it as being invited into the divine dance. W.M. Young, who wrote the book The Shack, and some of you may be more familiar with the film than the book, he writes in order that our ears may be opened to the music that heals. Celebrating the entanglement of differences, So that even in our discord, our conflict, we hear that we ourselves are the melody embraced in three-part harmony. I certainly want to be with my ears open to the music that heals. I don't know about you, but I do. The reading from 1 Samuel, when we hear Samuel as a boy, he's kind of not really getting the listening, is he? He's not quite sure what this is all about but you don't get the feeling that God is somehow hovering over him with a stopwatch, kind of making him wonder if he's going to fail or there's some sort of punishment in this. No, rather we get the sense of the kindness and gentleness of God who keeps calling and calling and calling by name. And the same for us, that he keeps calling and calling and calling us by name. John 16, 12, Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them now. You see, God understands what we can and cannot bear in our listening, infinitely patient and loving toward us. We do not need to be afraid as we come into that prayer of listening. So how are we coming into the posture of listening to God in prayer I think it's helpful to consider some of the people, the living people of the Bible and their circumstances that they were living in and how they were coming to that prayer of listening. Samuel, as we've heard, was a boy who was resting. In fact, he was asleep. He was someone who had not heard the direct word of God to him before. He had no prior experience of that direct word to him. There may be some of us here today who feel that. You've not had that direct sense of God coming near to you. Maybe you're coming like Hannah, who was coming in that prayer of agitation and deep emotional turmoil and trying to listen in that place. Maybe you're like Esther, trying to listen in the place of confusion, finding yourself... There's hearing aids, there's glasses. Oh, there we are. Can we hear me again? Thank you, Simon. So, you know, get something on your head that has... Various equipment already there. (laughs) Coming back. Coming back to our thoughts about how we come into the posture of listening. Naomi in an unexpected widowhood and loss of her children. Perhaps you are coming into that prayer of listening as a refugee, seeking that sense of belonging at home, just like Ruth. Maybe like Mary, who was a teenager, learning submission and obedience. Maybe like Saul, who was being asked to listen to God in the midst of sin and anger. Or King David, who was in political leadership and spiritual leadership, using his power, a very powerful position, learning to listen in prayer to God in that place. Maybe Job, a man in the agony of depression anxiety and suicidal thought. Or Dorcas, who was journeying that journey of dying and death. Dorcas is a really important female woman leader in the New Testament, who was very good for uh, those who were marginalized and living within poverty. She raised up their position. She is in the story in Acts of 9, 36, 43, and Dorcas is journeying in her dying and her death. And this is a a huge impact on the community there. And then we have Peter who comes in, searching God, listening to God, and he prays over Dorcas, and she comes back to life. The listening in the now and the not yet. And do refer to Aidan's sermon last week that's online or on podcast. Kathy Prosser has found podcasts. That is a reason to say yes. Um, (laughs) My life has changed considerably. (laughs) But a really, really helpful sermon that talks about the listening in the now, not yet, and the unanswered prayers. So I wonder, do you recognize yourself? in any of these circumstances of people living people of our our bible because if we're honest and we recognize our human experience as we're coming into prayer and we kneel before the lord we begin to recognize our own voice and then we begin gradually to discern that different sound, that different beat of God's voice in our lives. We become people who are all ears to a loving, dynamic, and patient God. Now Samuel, at first, does not recognize God's voice. He's so reliant on Eli's instruction in his life. I just want you to take a moment to think of anyone in your life, a person whom you've turned to for wisdom and guidance at any given time just take a moment i wonder what you feel your experience of hearing god and listening to god has been in seeking wisdom from this person what has been your experience of listening to god hearing god when seeking wisdom from this person, see, it's truth, isn't it? That actually, sometimes the way we are listening to God in prayer is through the wisdom of others. We may be tempted to make that attachment greater than our love of God and listening to God and we need to think about that but actually there is a truth we hear God through the wisdom of others just like Samuel did of Eli he heard God through Eli's instruction now it seems interesting that Eli takes a little while longer to recognize God's presence Eli whose eyes were becoming so weak he was becoming more blind Eli, who was taking up his usual position on usual place, was lying down in the usual place. Was this a usual place of the same old habits of life? The usual place of the same spiritual practices of his faith? Perhaps he'd become less expectant of hearing from God, because as we heard in the reading, God's voice had been heard less and less in that time. Or was it that he simply trusted God and was in the place of waiting, waiting and carrying on with those practices of life and faith and waiting to hear? Whichever it was, Eli does finally connect and listen. And what does he do with that listening? He instructs Samuel into the prayer of listening. And what happens? Vision, a new way of seeing, transformation lives that can be changed action see if you read on you will find that samuel's given quite an uncomfortable word for eli and in the passage it refers to his sons who've taken up the position of being directly oppositional to god they have offended the spirit of god they have acted and believed oppositionally to god And in this mess comes this message from God to Eli. And what does Eli do with that? He chooses to trust the goodness of God. In the mess, Eli chooses to listen to this message given by God and chooses to trust God in that mess, trust the goodness of God, even though it's a costly and difficult place. That is transformation. That is change. God bringing a word that causes the heart of someone to trust in his goodness. Because they knew the voice of God and they follow it. Just as Jesus says to his followers, my sheep listen to my voice and they follow me. And as Henri Nguyen has said, a spiritually mature life requires listening to God's voice within and among us so I'm just going to ask for illustration three to come up because what I want us to do now is to enter into one way of listening with prayer I believe God has created all our senses and that it is possible through our creative imagination to encounter God and the divine truth of Jesus particularly when focused in on a story from the Bible So that's what we're going to do. Some people are suspicious of using the imagination. But imaginative prayer is not fantasy. It's not just sort of believing something and going out here into a surreal position. It is as focusing, becoming listening and attentive to God and opening ourselves up to the story he has in his bible for us and we've chosen i've chosen a story from acts and acts is a really important book in the bible in the new testament it tells the story of the beginning of the early christian church it tells the story of how the good news of jesus his life his death his resurrection coming back to life his ascension going to heaven tells how that story is spread and how the church grows and how we are here today because of that time. As you hear this, you may hear something from God. You may hear the story in a completely different way. You may hear nothing but just be making the commitment to be someone who is a listener in prayer. Maybe it makes connections with you that are painful or bring self-critical voices just accept they're with you and rest them down and listen intently for God's voice because he's here and he wants to speak he is speaking he's with us and he wants to bring to us his word so I'm going to invite David up and I'm going to suggest that we move around in our chairs a bit because we've been sitting a few moments get your shoulders up and down I want to ask that you sort of settle in a position and you close your eyes and to guide you through an imaginative listening prayer to the story from Acts 9, verses 1 to 9. Lord, your servants are here and we are listening. We want to hear you and encounter you. We want to know you and we are listening. Saul, Later to be known as Paul, woke that morning in a bad mood. His face depicted his murderous thoughts, a face darkened by the shadow of anger. You can see he has it in for the disciples of Jesus, and you are standing in the room with him. Have a look around you. What do you see? How do you feel being close to such anger calls to you and insists you go with him to the high priest and you're wondering what is this plan all about? Meeting the high priest you notice something about his clothing, the color and texture of cloth, clearly an important and powerful man. You become an onlooker to their conversation. Overhearing Saul's plan to take letters to the synagogues in Damascus, ensuring that any men or women found to believe in Jesus will be taken as prisoners to Jerusalem. Do you try to speak up on their behalf or remain silent? So it is that you join Saul as an escort on this journey of about 150 miles and you have travelled for a week. Perhaps you are feeling hungry and thirsty. You finally approach Damascus noticing that the desert surrounds it. It is dry and hot and the dust blows into your mouth. As Damascus comes into your vision, it feels like an oasis in the middle of hot desert. It is about noon, and you are hoping that soon you will find rest and refreshment. Suddenly, and without warning, there comes the most brilliant light. Blinding light, a noise, a sound, indistinguishable, but you can make out Saul has fallen to his knees. He's on the ground, you can't quite believe it, but you think you hear Saul using the words. Who are you, Lord? What is happening to you as you encounter this? You find you are speechless, yet what is it in your heart that you want to say? Saul stands up, but he needs your help as he is turning and turning in circles, blind but repeating. I have heard Jesus. This is not a dream. I have heard Jesus. I've heard the, the voice of Jesus. They are right. He's still alive. What do you want to believe? Take a moment. What do you want to say to Jesus? We're going to continue in our worship and we're going to continue in that posture of listening and we're going to sing a song that's got the title, I Surrender. So I want to encourage you to continue to go on listening and surrender to God in prayer. But that's just one of the ways, imaginative listening prayer, that we can use as a way of listening to God in prayer but may I refer to the book again it's a great chapter in here how to pray on listening and do discuss all the other ways in in small groups but let's just enter now into a place of surrender